Guide Podcast, Episode 41. Hi, I'm the Boomer Gal, Kaylin Amadio, your creator and host of the Boomer's Ultimate Guide Podcast. And I have a new guest for you to meet today, Joyce Foistel is the founder of Boomer Social Media Tutor. And she makes social media simple, easy, and fun for you guys. You really need this, trust me, I know you really need this. She provides personalized social media tutoring and social media training to small business owners and others who wanna be more effective in their use of social media sites like Facebook and LinkedIn, Twitter, Pinterest, you've heard of them. Joyce has worked with business owners, business development professionals, and leaders of nonprofit groups, job seekers, retired persons, and more. Being a baby boomer herself, she finds that other boomers relate well to her. She finds the later stage boomers, those currently between 50 and 60, that's me, are especially drawn to using her services. Joyce, you and I have so much in common. Welcome to the Boomers Ultimate Guide podcast. Hi, so like sisters from another mother or something yes, like that. Yes, right. Great, it's great to be on the podcast. Thank you so much. Now, I gave people a very brief overview of you, and I think you told me before we, we actually started recording that you are a baby boomer. I usually ask people if they want to admit that. You told me you are a baby boomer. It's not. I can say that, right? Yes, and I'm proud of that. It's part of my shtick. Uh, December 22nd, 1948, so of course I shade toward the older end of the boomers. And I don't color my hair, never have. I wear a little makeup and, you know, I just want to look. I keep the wrinkles and I figure it's important to look older to have a credibility with my contemporaries my age or maybe 10 or 15 years younger. There you go. So tell us, how did you end up uh, doing what you're doing today as a social media tutor? I had a very perceptive manager back in 2010. And I was working at this place called the College for Financial Planning. And we did distance education to people in the financial planning um, profession. We had just gotten on Facebook with a business page on LinkedIn and, of course, Twitter. And we in the enrollment department were trying to get so traction with our students. So I, we were to explain this social media to our students and see if they would like the page or follow us on Twitter. Well, my manager sat really close to me at the time, and he And I were talking a couple months into this rollout, and he said, wow, I knew you were doing LinkedIn and Facebook, but you can really explain it well, too. He paused, and then he said, have you ever thought of helping other people in your baby boomer generation to understand social media like you clearly do? And you know what? There I was, 61 years old. I finally knew what I was supposed to do, and I grew up. (laughs) I'm so excited. I can hardly go to sleep at night. I'm so excited. You're the boss of you now. Yeah, and two years ago, I did retire from that job. I wanted a little bit more money toward my Social Security because Yahoo, I get that. And now I am my own boss. I've been doing this full time for two years. Very good. So do you have clients that are not baby boomers? Yeah, good question. Or are most of your clients boomers? Most of my clients are boomers, I would say. A few are late 40s, so older Gen Xers would also be drawn to me. I've helped people as young as 22 and people into their 70s. I even helped a guy in his 80s, but that was a Father's Day gift, and I think he was kind of humoring his daughter. (laughs) 
Oh my goodness! Uh, I I would almost pay money to see that that tutoring session. It was engaging. Uh, I'm sure. So, do you find working with boomers different in any way than than other generations? Well, I was researching that because you know it's a question to help with the preparation, and to some extent, what's harder especially the older ones, and they resist change, and they come into this kicking and screaming, and sometimes all of them, and they like to be in control. They don't like criticism. <laughs> so they can be tough in a way, but also they're very, in a sense, kind of a, a mix. They, they want to be part of a team. So if they're in any kind of a team with other people, younger generations, they're feeling left out, and then they think, I want to be part of it. And they love recognition and praise. So heck, you that's that's a natural. So when I get to what motivates them in general, and in particular with social media, then they feel more comfortable. But they I think a lot of them assume, just because they're younger, people are constantly texting and tweeting and all this, that when you're on social media, you have to be like that. And I say, no, you don't have to spend all this time on social media. You can do it in little bits and pieces. Just do one or maybe two sites. So I try to reframe it for them so they don't feel so overwhelmed. Right. Do, do you find this, because I find this to be a common argument from uh, my clients, is that it's a waste of time. Are you still running into boomers who think social media is a waste of time? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, definitely. They just, and, and to be honest, there's, the return on investment, to use a fancy word, ROI, for business owners on use of social media is still a little, let's say, unknown to a right. degree, yeah, depending a on the industry. So it's hard for me to promise them, oh, you'll get more clients or you'll get more referral partners. So it's uh, it's hard in a way to 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 deal with that argument. Yeah. And I say, well, you know, give it a try. See what happens. Here's how you can schedule out your post or you can tell them about a tool like Hootsuite if they want to get fancy and use Twitter. And I don't even actually use Hootsuite. I only mostly post on Facebook and LinkedIn. They're my two go-to sites. Right, right. So I just try to say, hey, five minutes, five minutes in a day. You can do quite a bit in five minutes. And most people have five minutes. Yeah, of course. We all have an extra five minutes. Yeah. Right? There's a lot There's a lot of ways that we waste time. So yeah. if you're going to give some tips to boomers today on incorporating social media into, you know, either their personal life, they, you know, they want to talk to their grandkids, you know, and their kids, or for business purposes, what are your top three tips for them today? Okay, so my top three tips. Use the Help Center. Uh, Hello. The Help Centers are excellent. Now, they're different for the different sites. LinkedIn has live people that will email you back and say, here's an answer to your question. And if you, they didn't get it right, you can ask another question and they'll email you back again. Or then they'll say, I've escalated this to the product development team or something. Unbelievably responsive. Wow. Okay. That I know where to find the help center. Actually, I should even back up and say that. Now, with Facebook, you know, too many users to ever hear back from them. But almost every time I've had a question, if I have very sort of generic words like create a list, where do I create a list of friends, a um, specific list? And it'll show you this is step, step, step. Here's the hyperlink. Twitter's pretty good that way. I haven't used that as much. Pinterest has got an okay. They had a better help center. I don't like it as much now. But it, there's help centers for everything. And to use, that's number one. 
The second is to be sure to go in and adjust your privacy settings. Ooh, I teach one. Facebook for beginners at a local education center. People come in, think they're going to break the internet or something or do something stupid in front of God and everybody. So what I say is go to your privacy. Determine who will see your post on Facebook. There's ways you can adjust your overall default or even individual post. So that's another thing to understand all the settings and the privacy and then I think people feel more comfortable using it. And the third was sort of like lighten up a bit. Be yourself. When you're writing, just think like you're talking. And don't overthink this. Don't think I have to be all fancy-dancy in my language. It's I'm not big on typos. That's a whole other discussion. I, I like to have it look like a regular sentence. But just, just not to think you have to know it all before you start. Just, just try. Right. You know, we, we much more enjoy listening to conversation as it's happening between two people than lecture kind of speak. And that, that's something that boomers do have to get over. I mean, we learned how to write in a very formal manner, you know, and it was right. drummed into us. You know, when you're writing, it's got to be formal. But so, social media is not formal in that way. It's got to be much more conversational. Yeah, for example, LinkedIn summary. I'll see very dense paragraphs, very long sentences. I'm like, oh, I wouldn't read this. Yeah. So I go into let's shorten the sentences, simpler words, one sentence paragraphs. Oh, my goodness, violating all the English laws I was taught as an English major. And you have a lot of white space, you little bullets, and format it over in Word, and then copy and paste it into your LinkedIn summary, for example. Right. So that type of thing. So, and I think let's be social. It's social media. I, I think it's so much more accessible when people use the first person and just sound like I said, like the way they would talk. Yeah, exactly. Social is the key word in social media. I'm constantly telling business owners that the word you should be paying attention to is the social part, not the media part. You know, right. it's all kinds of media. You can buy all kinds of media, but not all of it is social. So you, you got to be ready to talk. So when you're working with boomers, what do you find to be their biggest obstacle or challenge in, in getting their social media in a state where they find it you know, useful or even, dare I say, fun? Yeah. Yay, fun. I think the biggest challenge is the sheer intimidation of the technology in general. Mm -hmm. Just me and the Skype. It's only yesterday I finally got... Skype figured out on the stupid 8.0 Windows laptop, or Windows 8.0, I should say, and a guy helped me out with it. It's, I don't want to go into a long story, but I'd been using the app on my laptop, but I couldn't get the video to work on that. So he says, Joyce, go in through your browser, install Skype on the browser, presto magico, here I am in video. But I couldn't have figured that out on my own. That didn't dawn on me. So I think that, like, oh, no, then you get stumped, then you get frustrated, and you quit. So that's the first thing. I think, as I said earlier, they don't want to be look bad in public, and especially maybe if they're kind of high up in their company or in their rotary club or something. They, have, they just are a little worried about not looking just sharp as all get out. Mm -hmm. So that's something to say, it's okay, you might make a mistake. You know, it's all right. That could happen. You know, you can delete almost anything. So those, those are a couple things. And I think, too, sometimes people are told, oh, especially business owners, well, you better get on Twitter. And then you should have a Google Plus site. And then, oh, Instagram is coming along for the young ones. Oh, and, of course, there's LinkedIn and Twitter and Pinterest and Facebook. And people are going, 
ah, yeah, head so is spinning, I say right? Yeah. Two things: find out what are your what are your competitors doing, where are they showing up, hmm. and where are your customers? For example, my main target audience are people roughly fifty and up. Are they on Twitter? No way. They're not on Twitter. I don't worry too much about Twitter. I post a blog post to Twitter. I'm occasionally on it, but I don't really give it much. Never mind. So that would be an example for me. So find just a couple of sites that you can really get familiar with. So that's where I think they think they have to do it all. Right. That's and that's a very good point. You don't have to do it all. You just have to be in in the one place to to at most. Yeah. You know, if this whole thing really worries you, where your ideal customers are hanging mm-hmm. out. You know, and that's where you, that's where you want to be. So if someone is listening to us today and they're realizing, okay, I've been putting off this whole social media thing for a long time. I admit I'm a little, I was a little scared or I thought everyone was just sharing what they had for lunch, but maybe, you know, I've been listening to Joyce and maybe I need to rethink this thing. So what would you tell them to do right now today to get started? Well, they could hire me. That, that's always that, a good one. Yeah, right. Joyce Foyster. I would, I would say reach out to a colleague, could be a younger colleague or personal friend, who could sit side by side with you and help you create your, say, LinkedIn profile. Look at theirs. Get First, get on the site. Don't be afraid of just, oh, oh here's a really important one, though. I'm going to get negative for a little bit. LinkedIn annoys me. Big time. Facebook somewhat too. When you start those accounts, it looks like you've got to have let LinkedIn send out invites to all these people in your Yahoo. Right. Yeah, all they want to be connected yeah, to everyone you know. And then I've said you have to actually log, almost log out. You have to back out at that point and re-enter LinkedIn and then see, ha-ha, I don't have to do that. I can skip that step. With Facebook, they're a little better. They'll let you skip. Skip, skip, skip mm-hmm. when you set up, like, say, a Facebook page or even your own account. Right. So they're a little better. So beware of that. But create the account and see if someone can just show you the basics of how to get started on it. Right. And if they're, if they're sitting there side by side with you or, or you're working uh, over Skype even with Joyce, yeah. right? You don't have, even have to be sitting side by side with someone. Um, it's, you know, it's much easier. You get somebody right there that you can ask the questions of and you don't the fear i understand the fear of technology it gets confusing and then it you know it can make you anxious and it and it's frustrating but if you got somebody right there you know guiding you step by step it it's it ain't rocket science i'm very fond of saying there's very little in life that's rocket science except rocket science and brain surgery the, the rest right. of it is you can manage especially when there's somebody who, who already knows how who can guide you right down the path it's not it's really not that big a deal you're probably making it up bigger in your head than than it is i think that's true i think people for some reason maybe because of the media and movies and watching the younger generation it, it they do seem to make a bigger deal out of it and there's also screen sharing tools i have to use go to meeting i know there's webex and other tools mm-hmm. that um can be used again from a distance i have a number of clients that i've helped from well so far just the usa um but that's so that there's ways to have people help you but i was again i happened to yesterday having taken this class called typewriter to text mm-hmm. it was so cool about the ways that different generations communicate especially in the workplace and one of the things they stressed about boomers is they like face to face 
contact. Yes, they do. Right. Yeah. For example, when I started an office, I would go around and ask people questions in person. And I was admonished by my manager who was a bon uh, Gen X. She said, people don't want you to interrupt. You're supposed to email them. I says, email them, but they're in the cubicle next to me. No, no, you don't want to bother them. You email them. I'm like, oh, okay then. You know, so. <laughs> right. No, but like, yeah, boomers like face face and they like you to pick up the phone. Right, yeah. and, talk, and talk on the phone. And we have to learn to communicate in all the ways that our target audiences prefer. Otherwise, yeah. they'll, they'll, not, they'll not listen, really. You know, you can't change people's habits. And a lot of those habits are based on when you were born and what the yep. technology was like as you were growing up. And, and we sure. can't change that. We can't change any of that. So, but don't fear the technology, people. Now, uh, what's the best way for people to get in touch with you? Where can they find you? Well, probably since boomers like websites, as opposed to other ones might just like a Facebook page, I would say just to go to my website, which is a pretty straightforward address of www.boomersplural, B-O-O-M-E-R-S, then the word social, watch out for those two S's, so boomers social media tutor, T-U-T-O-R.com. And then from there, they can email me, you know, my contact information's there. Right. Most people will do that. I don't get too many direct calls from that. And then I'll follow up with them. Right. Okay, perfect. And remember, if you're listening but you can't write it down, you can always come back to boomersultimateguidepodcast.com and search for, uh, search the word social media or social media tutor, and you'll end up finding this particular episode, and you'll have links to... Uh, boomerssocialmediatutor.com. So you don't don't have to worry about writing it down now if you're not capable of writing it down now. Because the other real quick thing I say, if people type in social media tutor, not even without the boomers, mm -hmm. or tutor social media on Google, I'm usually on the first page. There you go. And you're Yay. looking for Joyce Foistel. So that you <laughs> right. remember, you're looking for Joyce. She's the, she's the one who is the social media tutor. So uh, my last question for you, my dear, before I will let you go, is do you have a uh, an inspirational story or a quote that you would like to leave us with? As it happens, my minister last year for Christmas gave each of us lead volunteers, I'll call it, a, a jar with little messages that you could look up every morning. I pull one out. Oh, is this nice. perfect? And my one for yesterday, when I was struggling, as I told you with my Skype, it says, my optimism opens the way for new progress, new creativity, and new experiences. Wow. My, isn't that great? My optimism opens the way for new progress, new creativity, and new experiences. I thought this is perfect for That's this. That's right. And, and here you are. Yes. Doing it's like magic. The, yeah, like magic, doing all those things. I love it. Well, it has been very wonderful meeting you, Joyce. Same here. I have enjoyed having you on the podcast. And those of you listening and or watching, this is the Boomer's Ultimate Guide podcast, where every Tuesday we release a new episode with wonderful guests like Joyce Boistel, Boomer's Social Media Tutor.com. You can go look her up and she will help you over 50 folks with uh, all of that social media stuff that I know many of you are afraid of. And there is nothing to fear except fear itself. And you know who said that. So, until next time, I would very much like you to take care. Boom, baby. That's it for now. See you next time on Boomer's Ultimate Guide Podcast.